Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swam, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. We are joined once again by my wonderful co-host for today, Kyle Spooner. He is the Director of Operations for an MSP and also the self-acclaimed CEO of MSP GeekCon, holding its second inaugural event this year in 24. Kyle, how are you doing? I am amazing because I get to talk with you. So you've been a part of the MSP industry for 10 years. You're actually the reason, one of the reasons that I am in the MSP industry at all. We've met at events over the last several years as well. You are no stranger to events. And now you also have a year of organizing experience under your belt. We're moving into year two. So question I have for you, has the drive for profit ruined, absolutely ruined MSP events? Uh, First off, I would like to say big shout out to anyone who puts on events because that is hard work. Uh, The amount of things that I had to just answer and give a definitive answer on ridiculous uh but to answer your question um in some aspects yes i i believe it has um the drive as with anything like too much is a bad thing right if you're too focused on profit too focused on getting an roi the the premise of what you're trying to do loses focus and loses that touch that it initially had um it's it, it, it can be a hard balancing act um, for some of the bigger events who have to live up to previous expectations. Uh, and hotels are expensive and they charge you for everything. Uh, and I mean everything uh, from an event organizer perspective. Uh, so with the rising costs of all of that, uh, the, the focus can shift in making sure you're keeping your, your margins profitable, your making sure that the education's there and that the sponsors who give you the majority of the money for an event are satisfied with, with, with the take, uh, with, with what they take from, from the event. So, um, I would say, yeah, if, if the conference is focused, I mean, and you can tell if it's, if it is, um, yeah, I'm sure you, anyone who's watching, you could probably find uh, the sponsor prospectuses for any event you're interested in looking at and seeing how much they charge, uh, vendors and it can be over well over six figures uh for some of these spaces in it and i mean that money's got to go to uh food and beverage for hotels um to give you an example uh msp geekcon's food and beverage bill which is generally how most hotels um they charge you they make you contractually obligated to sell out x number of rooms or you pay for the that difference you pay for the difference um, but they don't charge you for meeting space if you hit what they call the food and beverage minimum. And that varies from hotel and conference size. There's a number of different things for that. But our overall food and beverage bill at the end of the day was like $145,000, hmm. um, which is a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, and that covers you know, alcohol. And we didn't serve breakfast on Monday morning, which is one of the things we fixed for 2024. Uh, and all, and so there, it's insane on how expensive some of this stuff can get um to serve breakfast for for one day for a cost for last year was 
uh, for you. If you were to go and pick up a plate and eat, that's $37 gone. I don't know how many of you uh, have gone and get breakfast in the morning, but uh, eggs are like five bucks. Uh, you can eat all of them uh, <laughs> and still not the whole package of eggs you just purchased uh, and still uh, not come anywhere near what it char- they charge you for food and beverage. It's insane. Um, but if, if, if that's the only focus is making sure that um, the conference makes X amount of money, then yeah, it's gonna, it's, that, that's going to be the priority in every decision that's made, just like with any business. That makes sense. The, the thought that I've had around organizing events, or not organizing them, but like what kind of drive for profit is there? And I would say most industry events are not organized by third parties. They're organized by uh, vendors who want to be the, they're the organizer, right? If they're putting in all this work, the work that you had said is like, wow, there's so much more than anyone would think. It's like they do get to, des- they get to deserve to do whatever they want. It's their event. People are showing up, whatever. Yeah. Um, the thing that I see that's uh, where I think the drive for profit is ruined it is the education turns into how can I sell more of event organizers' tools, not how can I create a much more educated populace for the people that are here. And sometimes it's really hard to know when that line's been crossed. Sometimes it's really hard to know if it's one or the other. Sometimes it's impossible. Um, but I think one of the things, and we talked about this a tiny bit in our last episode, one of the things that I think's really missing is. State, it can be summed up in a statement that I tell everyone. If you don't tell a vendor what you need, they'll sell you what they have. And I think we have a lot of people who are buying what vendors have, not asking for what they need, because there's just like this no deeper level education that is super pervasive in the industry. I mean, I'm not an MSP, so maybe I'm just not plugged into the right parts to know that that's going on. But that's kind of a feeling I've had over, over watching the industry for the last three years. I mean, that makes sense. Um without calling anyone out because it's not necessarily fair because someone yeah. has to make the determination of, you know, the, the end of the final decision on if, if we're going to do this or that. Um, but if you have an event uh, like MSP geek, we're as a 501 C three legitimate nonprofit organization. Profit is not our motive. Um, my first budget that I built uh, was completely off by like six figures. Easy. Uh, so my third iteration, uh, was, was good. Um, but we prioritized, I was slated to lose like two grand at the end of my, when I had done my budgeting, I was slated to lose $2,000. We made money, thank God. Um, but that wasn't the, the motive. The motive was getting people there, having them educated effectively with what we could. Um, we did not sell any speaking slots. We did not have vendor. We did not offer vendor talks to anyone. We allowed anyone to submit a talk to education. Um, we don't, education's education. And there are things that uh, you as a vendor can tell MSPs to help educate them. It may be specifically siloed into your product base, but that makes sense. You're an expert in you know, security awareness training, right? It would make sense for you to be able to pass on some of that knowledge that you've gained in building a business in that area to MSPs to help them either sell it, do better at it, what to look out for. Like there's, like it's, it, it's insane. Um, and sometimes that turns into uh, a sales pitch. Um, and that's, I think, kind of where you were mentioning it. Like, but it, it, it can be a dip, very difficult to see that line crossed. Um, m- most of the events I go to nowadays, it's, I, I struggle to find a talk that I feel is relevant to me and my position in a career now. Um, but I also know how hard it is to select talks. Um, I think we had like 60 submissions last year. And we had 18 slots. <laughs> so uh, 
it, you're trying to to gauge the the lot of the the, the majority of the people coming and where they're at and find content that's educational for them. Um, so it's, I, it, it, it can be very rough to, to, to not cross that line completely. Yeah. Well, it's true. Cause then, I mean, as an event organizer, you have to balance the need to provide, you know, education that's with no incentivization of just making sales by, by the vendor with, well, if the vendors don't make sales as a result of being a part of this, they can't come back. They can't keep spending money on things that don't make financial sense. So it's like there are all of these competing incentives that exist. Uh, and I mean, I understand. Like we've, I've had vendors who were sponsored last year who said we just didn't really see the ROI. And I'm like, I understand and I appreciate you letting me know. And I ask if there's anything else we can do better to, to, because I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'll be the first to tell you I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm, I'm taking advice from experts who have done this before and, you know, people who are willing to give me advice and tell me, uh, you know, give me information so I can better make decisions. Um, but it's, it, it can be a hard balancing act to make sure that as a, someone coming in, you get to talk to the people you want to talk to. Um, but it, our event is a little different than one put on because we don't have a product to sell you. MSP Geek, we'd like you to come and hang out in our uh, Slack and Discord communities and forums and wherever we're at. But I guess on a, we don't have, you know, we're not trying to sell you to come, you know, there's, it's free, come if you want. But uh, it, so there's some, some things we have to juggle between making sure the ROI is there for the vendor and making sure we're not pricing people out, including vendors who are new to the space. We have a specific sponsorship for new vendors called our advocate. Um, they get a booth. And it is extremely cheap, and we have hard requirements, which were a little uh, uh, large. <laughs> we're going to rein that back in uh, for next year. But uh, what were some of those requirements, if you don't mind sharing? <laughs> uh, you had to have under thirty staff. Uh, it's pretty... a business for five years, uh, mm. and you have to have under two million annually. And you only needed two of those. Okay. Yeah. Under 30 staff. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You're Um, over 30. Yeah. But we'll see, we're going to probably lower that because how many staff do you have? 27. Right. Uh, We've been uh, around for three years. The life cycle has had 15. (laughs) It's a small amount of numbers. And there's other vendors who don't have that many staff either. And uh, the goal is to get vendors, startup companies, and people who aren't new or new to the industry itself to come in. And here's a like compliance risk, right? They're a, a vendor who was our advocate last year and had never been to an event before, had never done an event, very new company. I don't even think he had his, launched his product yet. Um, but he came in and he got ROI from it, but it was a very, like, very cheap. Uh, I think it was yeah. three grand. I think it's three grand to be there. Um, but that's the, it's designed for that. It's designed for you to get experience and understand events and how to talk to people and how to gauge that. And that's the whole premise is to give you a chance to step your feet in because those who don't who have never been to an event before, vendors who have never sponsored an event before, that is anxiety inducing. Um, <laughs> people are just walking up to you going, hey, what do you do? Uh, not from a good angle. <laughs> they are immediately unhappy. Uh, having to talk to you because they don't know what you do. Uh, Immediately skeptical. Yeah. Uh, so it is. it can be very daunting and uh, spending five, six figures to do that 
is a lot is a hard pill to swallow for some some vendors. So that's why we have that tier is to help them. You know, they're they're new. They want to come in. They want to. Yeah, they're revolutionizing whatever they want to revolutionize. Cool. Come hang out. Intro. Yeah. Come join us in this anxiety inducing atmosphere and you decide if it works. It's a 50-50 shot. You either crash and burn or you're like, this is the best thing I've ever been a part of. No yeah. in between. Uh, I, that, that was some of the feedback we got was we didn't provide enough education for those newer vendors, which is correct. We didn't. We didn't do a good job at that. We want to do a better job to provide, you know, because to give those, uh, we want to set them up for success. Like that's the, the phrase that everyone likes to use. You should do kind of like, a, you know, what some high schools do is like super seniors. It's like pair a sixth grader up with a 12th grader. And it's like your buddy. Have you ever heard of that? I have. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like you should idea. do that with vendors. It's like. Someone write that down. <laughs> somebody write that down. I'm, I mean, I'm saying that selfishly because like one thing I would love to do, one thing I've always wanted to do and how we got our, you know, our initial set of funding was reaching out to founders who had just sold and saying, hey, you have money. I'm a young person who wants to do cool things. Give me, you know, me money now. Give it to me. And uh, so it's like the reason we came up with that is because I thought it's like, what would I do if I had all of this money to give? It's like I'd probably find people that are just like me, but really young, and say, "Here's a tiny bit of money to go do something wild, crazy. Like go, go shoot off for the moon here." So I was like, I would love to go talk to these newer vendors. Like, Here's what you should expect. Here's how to properly set your own expectations. What matters is that you have the right expectations going into it not that they do or do not get met it's like you set wild expectations that are completely misaligned and you could have never gotten to anyway. talk to everybody here and i'm gonna yeah. get all the leads yeah no probably not it's like you know what you should expect you should expect a lot of people to say wow that's kind of interesting a lot of people to also say i never want to talk to you again don't let that discourage you yeah. uh and it's just, i don't think what you're doing is valuable okay like i've gotten that before it's like, all right cool uh I, would you like a t-shirt I, yeah, I have I have uh, very close friends who don't think what you do is valuable. Yeah, but it's true. It's like setting uh, setting the expectations for the attendees is like pretty simple. It's like, hey, here's the list of things we're planning on educating you for. It's, these are valuable. Come join us. Mm-hmm. Um, for vendors, it's a little different because it's like maybe they expect they're like, oh, you have 800 people here. I'm going to talk to 799 of them. It's like, no, you're not. They're not. You'd be lucky to get through like 150, really, as a vendor. Yeah, um, and like just because and, the conversations you got to have during the times you got to you get to have them, like yeah. there's no way you can relatively talk to all 800 people or yeah. even 799 in the what amounts to six hours. And then maybe 50 of those actually want you to follow up because they they really need what you do, and the other hundred are just trying to ed- exit the conversation in the most graceful way possible. That's, I don't know. I'll say like 50 are probably trying to exit. The other 50 are like, that's interesting. I want to know more, but I'm not ready to buy. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing I always try to tell folks at Finn, like when we're at a booth, it's like, if somebody's coming by for a t shirt, I'll scan their badge. Just give them a t shirt. We buy them to give them out. We don't buy them to lull people into demos under false pretenses. It's like, no, just give them the t shirt. It's a cool t shirt. Let them wear it. It's entirely possible. Now it's going to be a rare situation. That they're sitting in a meeting with their owner and they're like, we need to solve this problem about you know, security awareness training. We've got to have a, there's a big problem here. And he looks down, he's wearing a Finn shirt. It's happened. People have, t- people right? will DM me screenshots on LinkedIn of, I joined this random call with XYZ, whatever peer group. And it's like, there were four people in this call wearing a different Finn shirt. It's like, hey, good t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, you can't, like, that's, that's brand awareness. You can't, you, it's hard to pay for. Uh, 
swiping the card gets easy for those shirts. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's easy to pay for. <laughs> Very expensive. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I have also purchased large amounts of t-shirts. Probably not as many as you have, uh, but it's eye-opening, eye-watering. Uh, hey, the per shirt price you get is not that much different than what you go to like a retail store and get. I I found a way to barter for an MSP Geekon staff shirt that I have upstairs. So you also have stolen an MSP Geekon staff shirt. <laughs> I, 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 I I'll add for you to it. the list. I'll add you to the list with John Helms. <laughs> Somebody uh, stole it for me in exchange for other other benefits. You know, maybe it was multiple T-shirts from Finn. I'll let I'll let you decide. I got to crack down on this. I need to see, I need new security professionals uh, to come to my event. I'm going to have bodyguards just guarding shirts. With, <laughs> yeah. Black shirts on that just say staff on the back. Not MSP, just staff. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a bouncer. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> staff protection staff. Yeah, exactly. For, for folks who wanted to learn more about you, more about the industry or connect with MSP Geek, where would you suggest they go do that? Uh, MSPGeekCon.org. Um, as I said, we're a nonprofit organization. Uh, we have, we, we have a Slack and Discord community. We also have a forums, um, which is not as used as much as it used to be, but it's still there. Um, we also have YouTube content for those looking for education stuff. Um, and yeah. Awesome. For folks watching or listening, we will have links to all of that down in the show notes. So highly encourage you to reach out to Kyle, connect with him on LinkedIn, reach out to MSP Geek, join the community. It's like no exaggeration. It's how I got started in the community was just by showing up joining and saying, Hey, I know nothing. What should, what should I know? Uh, Where do I start? Yeah, exactly. It's essentially what was it is like, Oh, look at this, look at this dumb kid. All right. Well, we'll start talking to him. We'll, we'll, we'll bring him in. Um, that's how I started learning. Was just showing up and asking questions, you know, don't show up with expectations of learning everything immediately, or even just being friends with everybody. Just show up and ask good questions and have an honest, open understanding of uh, what you want to, what you want to try and accomplish. So I don't know if that's a, uh, free commercial for MSP Geek, but it's how I got started. Good. I get a copy of that. Awesome. Um, to everyone who who has made it to this point in the episode, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for joining. Thanks for being a part of this. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high-quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.